Hello, and thank you for tuning into Bible study. I hope you're having a beautiful day. It has been a very beautiful day here in Taos, New Mexico. It snowed. It was such a beautiful snow that we had. Fresh blanket of snow. It's already melted, but it was a beautiful, fresh beginning on this full moon. And I'm just so thankful for all that God is doing in our hearts and lives and how he prepares us for what he has in store. And I'm thankful that he causes us to hear and to see and to walk in his ways. And what a faithful father we have. What a faithful God. Before we get started, let's go ahead and pray. Yahweh, we just come before you and we invite you into this session. We invite your Holy Spirit to speak, to teach, to reveal, and to awaken these words. We pray that we would receive what you would call us to hear and see what you would call us to see. That you're the one that causes us to discern and to have understanding and wisdom and counsel and might. We just invite you to use these words to declare, to proclaim your truth and to proclaim what it is that you're calling us to do in this hour, what you're calling us to focus on. We pray, Father, that every heart would hear and receive what you would have them to receive in this session. And we give you glory and honor and praise in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Again, thank you all for tuning in. And this one is titled today, Obedience. And obedience is a powerful word. When we look into the meaning of obedience in Hebrew, it is shama, which also means to hear. So obedience and hearing go hand in hand. To obey, we have to hear and listen to the instruction that we're given. We have to be sensitive and discerning to what it is that God is speaking to us. To be led of the Holy Spirit is to obey the initial promptings of the Holy Spirit. To truly obey God, we need His power, His might. We can't do it in our own strength. We can't hear, we can't see without Him causing us to hear and to see. And we read about that through scriptures where God gave them vision and insight and hearing and they could hear, they could see. And he gave that to his disciples. He gives it to us that we would hear and see and obey what he's calling us to do in these last days as he is moving and he is calling us to be his sons, his daughters, to preach the gospel, the good news to those who are hurting, who are lost, who are dying, that we would be sensitive to the Holy Spirit to obey his leading, to obey what he's calling us to do. Amen. So that word in Hebrew again is shama, and obedience is listening, it's giving attention, it's understanding, it's to submit to. So that's a powerful word, shama. Let's look at the very first scripture. This is Proverbs 20, verse 5. It says, A plan, which is a motive or wise counsel in the heart of a man, is like water in a deep well, but a man of understanding draws it out. And I don't know about you, but a lot of times we have to dig for wisdom. We have to dig. We have to seek. We have to pray and seek God to reveal to us his direction, his ways. A plan in the heart of a man is a deep well, meaning there's a lot of wisdom that is within us through the Spirit of God. But we have to dig for it. We have to draw near and seek God for understanding that he would reveal to us through his Holy Spirit what it is that he speaks for direction and daily guidance for our lives. 
So a plan, which is a motive or wise counsel, the word in Hebrew for counsel is atzah, and it means advice, plan, advisement, prudence, caution, discretion, wisdom, purpose, counsel. It's speaking to us about having counsel, discernment, to exercise discretion with wisdom in our lives. And a man of understanding draws out wise counsel. That word for understanding is taboon, and it means discretion, wisdom, skillfulness, intelligence. So we want to obey God, and we want to walk in understanding and wise counsel in discernment of what he would have for us. And he opens our eyes, and he reveals, and then we can walk in obedience to what he is revealing. Recently, I've been having some questions and seeking his wisdom, seeking his counsel, and he will reveal. When we pray, when we ask, he will reveal when we need to know. He will reveal in his time. He will use situations. He will use circumstances to show us, to teach us that we would have eyes to see and ears to hear, to discern what it is that he is showing us. And it's his Holy Spirit that gives us that awakening that allows us to discern the ability to hear and to see. And we read about in Proverbs 20, this is verse 12. It says, The hearing ear and the seeing eye, the omnipotent Lord, has made both of them. So it's showing us that Yahweh has given us a hearing ear and he's made us to see, to have a hearing ear is to hear, to have a seeing eye is to see. So he's given us this ability to hear and to see and to discern spiritually, to look in the natural. We can see things in the natural, but when he's given us that ability to discern and to see, then we can see with spiritual eyes. We can hear with spiritual ears that come through God, that come through his power, that come through his might. The word here for hearing in Hebrew is shema, and that's the same word for obedience. So it is the Holy Spirit, the one that awakens us to obey. He awakens us to hear, to listen. That word shema in this passage means to hear intelligently, attention, obedience, perceive, to tell, to call, to gather, consent, consider, declare, listen diligently, content, publish, report, regard. Not only is hearing a thing that we receive, we hear and we listen, but then we declare. We declare diligently, we publish, we report on what it is that the Holy Spirit speaks, on what it is that he shows us, on what it is that he is speaking and doing. And that's what happens when we walk with him is then he will cause us to walk out what it is that he's showing us and to also declare of what it is that we hear, what it is that we see, that he is speaking. That word seeing is ra'ah, which means see, advise, appear, approve, behold, consider, discern, make to, enjoy, gaze, take heed. Seeing is taking heed, joyfully perceive, present, regard, respect. So to see God is to behold him. We can also see into the spirit and we can discern and we can perceive what's happening. When we see God at work, there's this awesome reverence and regard that we have. We're perceiving what he's doing and there's such a joy to that. He also 
warns us and guides us and gives us wise counsel and he shows us the way to go. He opens our seeing. He opens our ears so we can hear, we can see with wisdom, with spiritual lens that comes through the Holy Spirit of God. And we read about in scripture where Judah and Israel fell many times into disobedience. We've talked about it many, many times in these studies because we know like Judah, like Israel, like God's people where we have been disobedient either willfully or not knowingly, but where we have fallen into the traps or the things of this world, adultery, idolatry, being distracted with the things of the world. And we talked about it many times, which is what always bring judgment throughout scriptures was when we lose sight of what's truly important, we lose sight of God in our lives and we begin to chart our own path, become prideful, become disobedient. We're no longer seeing God, we're no longer hearing him. We're doing our own thing. We're going in our own direction, making our own plans. And what happened to Judah because of this disobedience, of course, was that the enemy came in. Babylon was able to infiltrate and take over Jerusalem, destroy the city walls, destroy the temple, and they were taken into exile for 70 years. And we've spoken about that many times, but that was not the final outcome. And Yahweh was in his great faithful mercy, going to restore his people, a remnant of people who would turn to him, who would choose him, and he would take care of the enemies that came in to overtake them, who laughed when their cities were burnt down, who laughed when the temple was destroyed, who saw their demise as an opportunity to make money. And we read about this in Ezekiel chapter 25, where these enemies are going to be judged. These enemies are going to be destroyed in God's righteous judgment because not only is he righteous in judging his people, he's righteous in judging the wicked also. And even though he allowed Babylon to come in for a while, the enemies to infiltrate, Babylon would fall as well. But first, what we read about in Ezekiel 25 was that Ammon and Moab were both going to come into judgment. And this is Ezekiel 25.10. It says, I will hand the Moabites and the Ammonites over to the people in the east so that the Ammonites will no longer be remembered among the nations. He was just going to wipe them out. (laughs) They would be destroyed. And these were the ones that were rejoicing when Judah fell. They were rejoicing. They were stomping their hands, clapping their feet in rejoicing at seeing their fall. But our God is a righteous father and he will work all things for good. For those who are called according to his purposes, not only do we read this passage, and you can read the whole chapter in Ezekiel 25 because it talks about different enemies of Judah, the different enemies of Israel that were going to be judged. Then we read along in Ezekiel chapter 26, and this is about Tyre. Tyre, of course, was a huge trading epicenter at that time. It was a very established city with giant buildings, something like New York, the center of trade, this mighty city that was built by man's hands, and it was a huge representation of the power of man, and it was coming down also, and that is a prototype, I believe, for man's ways and abilities when we try to chart our own way, when we try to do our own things, that that comes down, that crumbles. And this is a prophecy that Ezekiel gave against Tyre. Tyre means rock. And I believe that's prophetic because a lot of times we try to lay our foundation on our own abilities and our own strength. And yet the rock of our salvation, that is the true rock. These places were going to be destroyed under God's righteous hand. And it says, Son of man, Tyre has rejoiced over the fall of Jerusalem 
problem, saying, Ha! She who is the gateway to the rich trade routes to the east has been broken, and I am the heir. Because she has been made desolate, I will become wealthy. We see here that there was this pride rejoicing when Jerusalem fell. And because of that attitude and because of that pride, God was going to bring them down. It says, Therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. I am your enemy, O Tyre, and I will bring many nations against you like the waves of the sea crashing against your shoreline. They will destroy the walls of Tyre and tear down its towers. I will scrape away its soil and make it a bare rock. It will be just a rock in the sea, a place for fishermen to spread their nets. For I have spoken, says Yahweh, Tyre will become the prey of many nations. We see there that everything that was left would be laid bare and all that would be left is just this little rock, this bare rock. And I believe spiritually that speaks to us of this huge humbling. The enemy of our souls comes in to distract, to draw us away from God. But then there's this humbling that comes and the enemy of our souls is judged. All that remains is the rock of our salvation, the rock, the true rock, the one that heals, delivers, and sets us free. God causes us to hear and to see him and to know him and to encounter his salvation. And these other things in our lives, they get stripped down, they get bare and they get stripped away. Yahweh's plans were always for restoration for his chosen people. He chooses us. He's faithful. He calls us. He may allow the enemies to come in for a time, but the enemies are defeated, and he brings us victory, and he brings us into his salvation. And the next verse that we're going to look at is Yeshua, and this is when he was choosing his disciples. He had called them. He had invited them to come and to follow him. And so we read about this in Mark chapter chapter 3, verse 13, it says, He went up on the hillside and called those whom he himself wanted and chose, and they came to him. And I believe this is just a prophetic word for us today, that we have been called his disciples. We have been chosen, and we can hear that call, and we can step out and say yes. Yes, I will follow you. Yes, lead me where you would have me to go, that I would speak and declare of your truth, that I would be your disciple and follow you, that I would be obedient. So they heard the call and they heeded the call and they followed him and he chose them. We go on to verse 14 and it says he appointed 12 disciples so that they would be with him for instruction, and so that he could send them out to preach, herald, proclaim, publish the gospel, the gospel as apostles, that is, as his special messengers, personally chosen representatives to have authority and power to cast out demons. He appointed the twelve, Simon, to whom he gave the name Peter. And I want to just stop right there really quick because this is powerful. Simon or Simon, that name in Hebrew actually means to hear, one who hears, one who obeys. So we see that he's called this disciple Simon, Simon, the one who hears, the one who obeys. And then he changes his name to Peter, which means rock. So we're talking today about hearing, obeying, and we're talking about how that turns us towards the rock. We see this pattern of hearing and obeying, which turns us to Yeshua. Hearing and obeying, Shema, leads us to perceiving, to seeing Yeshua, to seeing his salvation. That Peter was told, upon this rock, I will build my church. And that rock is him. That is who he is. He is our salvation. When we see him, we behold him. When we hear him, we obey him. When we hear him, we follow him and we see his salvation. 
salvation that we build upon that rock that is the cornerstone that he has given us the keys to the kingdom and what we bind on earth shall be bound in heaven and what we loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. So he's called us to be his disciples upon this earth. And when all has been laid bare, like we read about with the prophecy of Tyre, all that was left was this rock where the fishermen would cast their nets from. Notice that these disciples, what were they originally before they were called to Yeshua? They were fishermen. And remember Yeshua, when he called his disciples, Peter, James, and John, when he called them, he said, come, I will make you fishers of men. So when we have encountered his salvation, when we have heard and obeyed him and heeded the call to come to him, he makes us fishers of men that stand upon the rock of our salvation, that have the keys to the kingdom, that the gates of hell will not prevail. But upon this rock, he builds us, he calls us to be messengers of his salvation, to declare of his salvation. Amen. And continuing on in verse 17, we read, James, the son of Zebedee and John, the brother of James, to them he gave the name Boanerges, and that is the sons of thunder. So he renamed James and John the sons of thunder. So he called them, he chooses them, he renames them, he anoints them to be preachers, he anoints them to cast out demons. That is the call of Yeshua upon our lives that we would see and hear him and be led of his Holy Spirit, that he works all things for good and even times of disobedience where we have strayed, where we have gone our own ways. He still has a plan and that humbles us, that breaks down the pride of our lives, that removes the enemies of our souls who come in to distract us, that breaks down the pride that we would just come back to the rock of our salvation. That's what's laid bare when all the things come down. What's laid bare is our relationship with him and following him and obeying him and wanting to please him and do what he asks us to do. When the things of this world come down, when we're humbled, when we go through sickness, when we go through destructions, when we go through challenges, through whatever it is, there's this humbling, this stripping bare, this place of humility where we become willing vessels. He already chose us. He calls us that we would step out and be his disciples, filled with his Holy Spirit, sons of thunder, like James and John, mighty preachers of his gospel. When we look up that word preach, in the Greek, it means herald, proclaim, publish. And as I was studying that word in the Greek, it reminded me of the first word that we looked at, shama, to hear. To hear also had some of those same adjectives or those same descriptors, proclaim, publish declare. And so when we hear, it leads us into action. When we hear, it leads us to be doers of the word. When we obey, we begin to walk out our faith. We begin to walk in the ways that he has called us to walk. When we hear, we obey and walk as he has called us to walk, that we would be mighty sons of thunder, filled with the spirit of God and in power, casting out demons, proclaiming the gospel, the good news to people who are in need, hurting, lost, dying. He has 
chosen us his people, invited us, calls us, and equips us to be useful vessels for his kingdom. And Yahweh, we just come before you and we thank you for this word. We praise you. We give you glory. We thank you that you are causing us to see and to hear and to discern, that we would proclaim with boldness your truth, that we would cast out demons, that we would follow you, that we would be useful vessels for your kingdom in this hour. We thank you that you destroy the enemies of our soul, that we do not have to fear, but we can trust in you and what it is that you're accomplishing upon this earth and in our lives. We give you glory and honor. Thank you for calling us that we would hear, that we would obey, that we would proclaim, that we would walk out what it is that we profess with our mouths, that we would be living words in this hour. We pray all these things in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. I pray this word has blessed you and encouraged you today. I know it surely has blessed me, and I know that in my own life I have been humbled many times and awakened so that I would see, that I would hear, that I would have more of a sensitivity to the Spirit of God, and sometimes that comes through a breaking or a humbling or difficult circumstances or challenges that cause us to hear, that cause us to see, that cause us to turn and be more humble to receive what it is that our God is speaking to us. So I just thank him for those times of questions, that time of waiting, those times where we're discouraged or humbled because we know that we need him. We know that we need the Spirit of God. We cannot do it in our own strength. We need him to cause us to hear, to see, to shema, to obey, that we would walk in obedience. We can't do it in our own strength, but we can do it with him. All things are possible. Amen. Amen. I pray you guys have a beautiful and blessed week, and we will see you next week.